Welcome to the Scarleteers podcast, where we talk about our favorite show, Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Welcome everybody to Scarleteers podcast. This month we are talking about costumes and we are very pleased to welcome a guest, Leonie Prendergast, who was the costume designer for Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Welcome, Leonie. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, Lindsay, and Isabel. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Can you tell us a bit about yourself and what got you started in costume design and what got you interested in costuming? So I went to college in the National College of Art and Design in Dublin. I studied fashion and textiles and history of art. Um, And then I went to London and I worked um, with an amazing embroiderer called Karen Spurgeon. And we worked um, in the fashion industry and in the film industry decorating costumes. And that's when I really realized, yeah, this is what I love and what I want to do. So I worked in London for two years and then I returned to Ireland and trained trained my way up working with different costume designers. Yeah, so I've been designing nearly 20 years now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. 20 years. That's a long time. Um, yeah, let's let's say 15. Let's say 15. <laughs> Say, don't let's age say, yourself too much. So you 15, must have been what? 15. 10 years yeah, old. 10. You know, that's when it. you got that's okay, it. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Fifth, yeah. four, 13. Yeah. 13 okay. years. <laughs> so, how did you get involved in the show in Miss Scarlet and the Duke? So Mary McCarthy, who's a producer on the show, I'd worked with Mary um, over the years and she put me forward for um, Miss Scarlet and the Duke. So I interviewed with the fabulous Declan and I, you know, I was sent the scripts and I created mood boards for it and I met Declan and he loved my ideas and we we clicked straight away which I can imagine was very difficult because Declan mm-hmm. is, <laughs> yeah, he's fabulous. So, yeah, so that's, yeah, and that was it then. Declan oh. is a really difficult person to click he's with. He's very, he's very difficult. He's very difficult. Just yeah, kidding. he's incredible to work with, incredible to work with. So we absolutely love the costumes and it's definitely a key part of the things that people really enjoy about the show and it's, one of the things a lot of the fans have kind of discussed is, is all the different outfits. And you must have made so many in, over the course of the episodes. Um, how many people are in your team? Like how many people does it take to kind of make all those costumes and put it all together? So I think on Miss Garage and the Duke, I had a team of full time. I had a team of 19 people. So it's broken up to uh, the shooting crew. So myself designing my costume supervisor Dervla to costume standbys who run the set coordinator on the truck uh buyer and then we have our team of who fit and dress the extras um so and then we get in dailies when we do big crowd scenes and then the incredible making department there was nine so we have wow. uh, two tailors um, assistants, um, trainees. So yeah, uh, and you know, and that was yeah, that was what was required to facilitate Miss Garth and the Duke. So um, you know, uh, so that would be an average kind of number. You know, there could be more, 
depending on each production. And especially when with Miss Garth and the Duke, a lot of the costumes, a lot of the cast costumes were made from, you know, were designed and made for each character. So, yeah, so I was very lucky. We have an incredible, we have incredible crews in Ireland and we have incredible talented uh, tailors, uh, seamstresses and makers. So that's, you know, you can design, but to have that, that team to, to make your vision is, is incredible. So I was very lucky. I mean, it definitely shows all the hard work that everybody kind of put into it because the costumes are just amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, and everyone working on it, you know, um, you know, and, it, you know, Rachel was a joy to work with. You know, it, 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 it's a cliche, but it comes from it comes from the top. And when you have people who trust you around you and then you have incredible cast as well who who trust what you do, it, it just makes makes your job easier, really. Um, and we were blessed with the cast. Each and every one of them were just gorgeous to dress. As Lindsay said that the costumes were amazing, the dresses from Mrs. Parker to Eliza's to Henry's and William's, what kind of research did you do to design and build all these costumes for all these very rich characters? I've actually worked on a, a number of production sessions this era, so I would have kind of a library of references and research acquired over the years. But I suppose in general, the first point call is, you know, I'm inspired by the script and the characters within um, the script. I'm very character driven um, and with what's written on the page. And then in general, you know, books, painting, I'm very much, you know, I love paintings, so I would look at paintings from the time period um, and where you can original photographs of the period. So wherever you can soak up as much information as possible, that's where I, like a sponge, I, uh, that's how I do my research. Fascinating. Yeah, so you would say that your inspiration came mainly from, from books and paintings or yeah. was there anything else that inspired you for the costumes? You see it now a lot in productions. It's to bring a kind of a contemporary feel to a story, especially with period dramas. Um, you'd see that a lot at the moment. So in order to, to be kind of true to the period, I would look at a lot of contemporary fashion. So you'll find with Eliza, you know, her character is, you know, she stands out. She's ahead of her time. She wants to, to break waves and to achieve that within her costume. If you look at modern clothes at the moment, you, you, you'll see a lot of references to block colours where, you know, they use one colour um, in blocks. So that's why her, her, the actual fabric used for Eliza isn't heavily ornate or patterned. So that gives us that contemporary feel. Rachel had mentioned a blue dress in the script and burgundy dress for her. So they were the two colour references. And then after that, with regards to Eliza's palette and then all the other cast members, it's like you choosing ladies a colour that suits you. It's essentially the same thing. I would, once I knew who the cast were, I'd choose a palette that works with their skin tone, their, you know, their hair colour, their eyes. So that's where the colour for their costumes would would come from and then 
I always work very, very closely with the production designer and the DOP and the director. We work very closely together in prep so that we kind of marry the sets and the costumes, um, you know, so that we're literally creating a painting for each for each shot that you see on screen so that so colors complement each other or if within a you know a scene you might want them to blend into the background so that's all kind of that's all worked out very closely with all the other creations on the team so that's you know where the color would originate from um in the show wow that's really fascinating it sounds really technical to be able to kind of fit which colours are going to go with each scene? It, like anything, it's maths, mathematical nature, you know, it's pattern, it's it's all, you know, in, and in order to, you know, it has to be, in order to, for it to be free, it has to be, start off quite controlled, you know, um, so, and then once you have that worked out, then you have the freedom within it to make it look free as a, you know, if you know what I mean. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, and I, I enjoy that part of it. I really enjoy that working out, um, you know, we'd work like, you know, we send images to each other all the time. We put the costumes, Photoshop them onto the sets to see how they look. So there's, you know, it's all that goes into, so that all that is prepped so that when it, when we go to shoot the scene, it's everything's been approved. You're not wasting any time working that all out. It's all it's it has all been decided beforehand. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that, and that's that, that's part of the the journey of the design that I that I love as well. So, so would you kind of like go through the script and kind of say, right, in this scene, this is what this person's going to be wearing, and kind of have like an order of things? Absolutely, absolutely. Every every element that is on anyone down to the extras the background artists everything has been is there for a reason if it's yeah every every element every button every you know if it's everything is thought out well it just shows that the costuming is just as big of a part of the storytelling as anything else Absolutely. It's it's, it's not just yeah absolutely everything is thought out and, you know, at the end of the day, my job as a costume designer is to facilitate the telling of the story and help tell the story and help an actor get into character. And as I always say, that you know, the actor should wear the clothes, the clothes shouldn't wear them. So it's functional as well. And I think that's in relation to questions about the pockets and you know the shape of the skirts you know there 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 is an element of artistic license within filmmaking as well in order to be able to tell the story and facilitate the action so you you tweak things in order to allow that to be able to be shot on you know so that's why certain things might be tweaked within a costume to allow the actor to be able to do the actions and uh, that are required in each scene. I mean, the costumes are almost like a character on their own in some ways, because they just stand out and totally give you this, this idea of what this world is. Because I think Kate has said once, it's not necessarily Victorian England, but it's Rachel's version of Victorian England. 
And so the costumes just definitely help give you this amazing idea of, of what the world is like. And, and that's it. And I think the story itself, you know, it's that's what I loved about the script. It's the contemporary, essentially, it's a love story, uh, you know, and Rachel has talked about this, you know, a lot in interviews and and when we were in prep and, and just throughout, you know, it, it essentially is a love story between Eliza and the Duke and who doesn't love a love story. And especially in these times as well, you know, and it's it doesn't take itself too seriously either. It doesn't get bogged down in on the actual it's really their connection and their chemistry. And because of that, it really could have been shot in any period. And I think that's the beauty of this. Um, and it just happens to be shot in Victorian England. And, you know, there is, as a costume designer, you know, I studied history of art as well. You know, you, you do want to be true as much as you can to the period. And then, but then you're also facilitating the script and the story and, and using your skills in whatever way to, to bring that kind of freshness and a new life uh, to a period so that, it, you know, and every amazing Victorian period film that's gone before is there for a reason as well. But I think with Miss Scarlet and the Duke, it's not specifically about the Victorian era. It's about Eliza and um, the Duke and their relationship and will they, won't they, you know, stories. So... So yeah, see, I talk as much as you, Lindsay. I've just realized. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Um, so given the, the period, w- were you able to kind of like get any pieces from like vintage stores and things or make things from vintage clothing? Or was it all kind of very much from scratch? Yeah, so the, imagination. Yeah, so from scratch, yeah you know, you, you stay try, true to the silhouette. And then there are costume houses in London that we would we would go to regularly for period shows. So Angel's Costumier in London. Um, so myself and my amazing costume supervisor, Jarvla, we work together all the time. So we go over and physically handpick all the all the costumes top to bottom ourselves for the for the background artists and and cast as well. And a lot of the time at that stage, of prep the ADs are you don't know how many extras you might have or who's cast yet but I think it's you just kind of going on gut and instinct and experience of you know reading the script knowing what the location is going to be and kind of roughly guessing how many extras are going to be needed for each and then and then praying that you have the right <laughs> amount yeah and so an angel's costume as I say we we it's a huge costume house in London that we would hire a lot of costumes from um, they have all every period so wow. so they know as well so <laughs> so did you kind of come on board quite early in the process of like pre-production and did you have like a lot of time to get things prepped or was it kind of because I think Dex said that he came on board quite late and just kind of got running with it how much time were you given to prep and stuff yeah I kind of came on quite after Declan <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I was on. He was running. I was on. I was on roller skates. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it we. It, it was tight, ladies. It was tight. Yeah. So um, yeah. Lots of long hours and late nights then. Well, yeah. I mean the, you know, the reality is we work to a schedule. 
I think I, I that's for I think we shot for eight or nine weeks. Now I'm not 100 percent sure, but um, and we because it's episodic TV, there was six episodes. So what happens in episodic TV is you shoot in blocks. So you could shoot, for example, um, scene one, four or episode one, four and six together in, you know, the first four weeks and then episode two, five and whatever. You know, so you're basically two blocks. And normally what happens is you would actually have two directors, but Declan directed all, all six episodes. And what was a saving grace for us, a lot of the time, if you're doing different blocks, you might necessarily get the scripts yet for the second block. So you don't know what's coming. But the saving grace for us on this was that all the scripts were written all six so Rachel had had all so that was our saving grace so we knew what was coming so that that really saved us and we shot and you know the schedule locations cast availability and being able to get a location you know this these all these are all the the um, factors that are taken into account when when a first is putting a schedule together I mean, it makes sense. Like, for example, we shot in Cabin TV House, which was Eliza's inside of Eliza's house. But the exterior of her house was shot on a, a Georgian street in London. So, uh, you know, it makes sense to sh- all the scenes that are in our house are shot in consecutive days. Mm-hmm. But and sometimes you might have a window like a certain dress might be needed for the third week or the second week. But because all the exterior shots of establishing um, Eliza going in and out of her house were shot on this Jordan Street, which meant that was all done in the first week of shooting because that was the only time they could get this street, which meant that all her costumes had to be ready. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So yeah. then did so, you make the costumes all at once or did you make them in the order that they needed the filming? Well, this... This is the point. They all, all her costumes, bar her uh, funeral costume, which I hired from Angels, and her costume that she wears in episode five. So that was five left, four, five, five left. They were all to be ready for the first two days of filming. Oh my goodness, so, that wow. sounds mad. So it was, it, yeah, that, yeah, it was insane. And as I, I can't compliment enough, my amazing team of uh, tailors and makers like they worked every hour and all over the weekend before we started shooting and yeah it it wouldn't have happened how long did it roughly take to make a costume so a period dress so I say dress like her dresses are a bodice and a skirt um so it takes a week and that's with four people working on one dress. Wow. So, so it's from, from pattern to cutting to constructing to adorning to um, hand sewing because every hem every, is hand sewn. So, um, yeah, it, would, it takes one dress. So they were working on four. And this was just Eliza's as well. There's other cast as well. And I've amazing... Taylor, who Sean, who made um, the Dukes and Jenkins and um, Rupert's costumes, but um, 
yeah so it's a week for yeah for one dress but they were working like on four dresses five dresses at the same time did you have like multiple copies of things so the duke had so uh, eliza had um a repeat of her blue dress and because she wears it um a lot because that's like her uniform Mm -hmm. so like i based that like on like a police uniform if you will like if you the detail the navy detail on her cups that mirrors the chevrons on a victorian policeman of the time so that's where that design element came from so that's like her uniform um as such and then her burgundy dress oh and the the costume she wears in episode five she had repeats of that as well because there's so much action when they're in the jail and um yeah and then the duke he had he had repeats because he has the one costume so we we repeated his uh trousers and and shirt for and we always have repeats of the shirts for the for the men as well. So we can alternate them each day um, to allow for washing and drying and maintenance uh, of the clothes. And yeah, so you, you tend to you tend to do that with, you know, it's depending on the if an actor is wearing one costume throughout a show, you would normally have four or five of that costume made to allow for wear and tear throughout the show makes sense so, yeah. yes yeah so I you know the the Gretchen Hansel the film I designed um the Gretchen Hansel have well Gretel has four costumes throughout but their her main costume and Hansel's costume is one costume essentially but he had 11 costumes repeats and um Gretel had five because you have to take into account there's there was stunt doubles riding doubles you know they're going through the forest so so yeah so you so you allow for all of that so there are no mishaps you know throughout the throughout the show so you you incorporate that into the budget when you're budgeting for a, a show sorry I dwindled off there lady <laughs> no by all means no, no. perfect I'm I'm absolutely I'm I love listening to you. I'm I'm kind of forgetting to um, uh, ask questions because it's just it's so tomorrow. It's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just in awe. It just it sounds so amazing. It just shows how how passionate you are about the designs and about this project and it's it's just so lovely because we as fans of course are passionate about it as well. You mentioned colors and that the colors of the costumes need to match um, the sets and they should match the actor and um, his or her coloring. But was there like any other significance to some of the colors? For example, um, you mentioned that Eliza's blue dress is like a uniform and it it looks a little bit like the uniform of a, a Victorian policeman. And then sometimes she wears burgundy dress. And that um, maybe brings out more her feminine side or in other occasions, Ivy's dress matches Eliza's and so on. So our fans are very observing. (laughs) They notice a lot of things. So we were wondering, all of us are wondering if there is any like specific significance to some of the colors used in the costumes. 
Well, the, you, you know, you, you mentioned it there, the blue of the blues is so, you know, with, with uniforms and, it, you know, works so well on, on, on Kate's colouring. And then a lot of scenes, Kate and Ivy in the house, there's a lot of beautiful blue damask wallpaper and the burgundy works really well in contrast to that as well. And as you say, the burgundy dress is the dress she puts on to, you know, that's her kind of good dress. And... Uh, and then I suppose the colour, the main colour that I wanted to leave to the very end. And that's why, you know, it, the woman in red, Tabitha Butler in episode two, her her coat is actually more rust because I wanted the only person to actually wear red is Eliza because I just wanted that last shot of in episode six. So that's the first time you see her in a red so that's the scarlet reference. So my idea there was that's the two of them walking off into season two. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, that's why I didn't want I didn't want anyone else wearing red. So and just uh, hold you know leaving that for that moment at the very end because that's you know Miss Scarlet and the Duke together. So and my mum did say to me once, she goes, "How come her name is Miss Scarlet, but she's only ever seen in red once?" And I was like, <laughs> "Well, you know." <laughs> But yeah, that was the the idea because it was then that it was Miss Scarlet and the Duke Mm -hmm. together. So that was the thought process there. But well done to your mum now for picking up on that. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that my favourite outfit is the one from episode five with the mix of the blue and red in the jacket and everything. I I just that's always been my favourite one. Yeah, um, it's it's hard to pick. It's like picking being asked who your favourite child is. you have kids you know I just I, it's so hard to pick and each yeah I love that one too it's and it's a gorgeous fitner I think mm. I think that's actually Kate's uh, favorite as well um it worked so well in that you know the darkness of that in the jail as well and that whole sequence I think it works really well um and I think it's important to say shout out to the gorgeous Carol she um she made all Eliza's hats for me as well I think she did an incredible job so yeah, Eliza does have some phenomenal hats. Yeah, yeah. She wears them really well. I, mm. It's amazing. Yeah, and, you know, an incredible hair and makeup department as well. Eileen, who's just incredible at Victorian hair and just, yeah, you know, we had a really, really good, good creative team, which, you know, because every creative HOD is you know you can't just you can have the cut but if you don't have that talent elsewhere as well because we just all it's such a collaboration so we were very very blessed on the show to have such a talent I would say some of Eliza's hats definitely defy the laws of gravity in how they actually <laughs> stay on yeah yeah <laughs> because I'm like, oh, it must be pinned and then sometimes oh, yeah. Kate will just like take a hat off and I'm like but it doesn't look pinned yeah so that's that staying on yeah so that yeah balance uh and trade secrets ladies trade secrets (laughs) (laughs) so um, did meeting any of the actors kind of change your your thought process on the designs at all or was it kind of very much we're going to kind of go with this and work with the time that we've got yeah I mean I'm very much I you know you know, it's like, it's still, I push myself very hard. So it's all the actors, thank, you know, touch, I'm touching my wooden table here. You know, they were very happy with their costumes, I, you know, and there was no surprises really. Um, and I think 
um, all the like all the leading ladies, like all the like gorgeous Helen and um Kathy and Kate, all the main ca- female cast, all their corsets were made for them, and all their petticoats were made for them. Like the corsets, when they're right, they they should just be like a second skin. But what they do is not only cinch you in and but you hold yourself in a certain way. Like I'd be guilty of just slouching my shoulders. But if you if you look at any female in a period dress, they are just, you know, the lines are so straight, their shoulders are back. So it does create a beautiful line. And, you know, we're so used to wearing jeans, jumpers, like, you know, so any anyone is going to feel slightly restricted in a naturally in a, in a corset. But, you know, when if it's made for you, it's, it becomes like a second skin and and yeah, and it creates a beautiful silhouette and you don't want to torture anyone. But <laughs> <laughs> You know, but that it does, you know, it looks, it does create a beautiful silhouette. So, and the men just have to wear braces, you see. They don't have to wear the courses. Lucky men. Yeah. <laughs> well, the big thing that all the women said with Eliza's costumes was, we love Eliza's pockets. I know it's not. <laughs> so, Did you know that was going to be such a big deal when you were creating these outfits? No, I. It, you know, it's brilliant. It, it's just, it's. Uh, look at it, it's lovely. It's so, it's so humbling that everyone loves the costumes. You know, it's it, it's great. I, and the pockets really, like you know, it's all about how the how you when you put your hands in your pockets and your trousers, you you you're kind of it gives you a different kind of swagger. You know, and she's trying to survive in a man's world and it just she walks differently. It gives her confidence. And then also practically, like, you know, for she had had certain props so she could for, for to actually film. It helped Kate, you know, that she could hide things in the pockets. There wasn't a big deal around having a prop or where is it going to come from or you know, so they they worked on all levels. Um, so yeah, and 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 she rocked them. Yeah, she rocked them. Certainly we did. in today today's society, we as women can't get pockets in our dresses. How did she get pockets in Victorian <laughs> England? It was amazing <laughs> when you, she first like put her hand in her pocket. And I think, but actually, the, like, if people you notice, just, yeah, you know. and actually, if you notice now a lot on if you look at any of the award ceremonies or in shows a lot of this dresses or skirts that actors wear you you can see there are pockets put into them mm-hmm. so it's 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 uh it's so it's so simple and clear. it just but it makes sense it makes sense yeah. you know yeah pockets everywhere please pockets. thank you yes <laughs> thank you we appreciate it <laughs> i swear i saw tweets where people were attacking their friends and saying like, oh, you have to watch this show because the lead has pockets in her dresses. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the reply was, oh my God, pockets. I have to watch this show. I'm so... <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, next question. Who was the easiest person to design for? Um... um... Easiest, I um, God, 
I, it's that's a hard question. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I don't know. Um, no, yeah, that easiest. Um, I'm going to say all of them. Yeah, all of them. Really, really, and truly, all of them. It was yeah. They were not difficult to design for. Yeah, any of them. Yeah. Great answer. <laughs> so I think we we all love Eliza's dresses. I absolutely love the design on William's waistcoats, like the navy blue one. It doesn't always come across well on the screen, but in the still photos and everything, it there is so much detail in those waistcoats and everything. Do you have like a favourite character or outfit or storyline that you just think, yeah, the costumes on that bit worked perfectly? Yeah, that, that's it's that's how, I do love the blue because that is the first one I designed. Um, but I love I love I love her burgundy dress because it, if you look at the top of the bodice, incredible team again. They're all the the layering of um it's done in a V at the front. And they're all hand stitched down each layer, and which I think is a very modern idea, and. It was just I know I know how much work went into it, and I just think it's, it, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful dress on on Kate. I I do I love the Jigs costumes. I think he just again he, well you know he rocks it. Um, <laughs> and then I loved I love, I love Tabitha's in the um the woman in red. I love her costume, and then of course I love Mrs. Parker's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and Rupert's, I love her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I love them all, but uh, and and Ivy's as well. I just she wears it so well, Kathy. Like the simplicity of it, but she's just incredible, uh, Kathy, and she just looks beautiful in the simplicity of it. But Mrs. Parker's, I just such such fun designing that. You know, just it was just like get the shoulders as big as they can go. You know. <laughs> And and Helen is just a joy. She was great fun. She was like, yeah. So and the bonnet and yeah. the bonnet, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. We added that was that was a hat that I had pulled from Angels Costume, and we just added bells and whistles to it. So um, yeah, that was great. The bigger fun. the better. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Parker's costume is definitely gorgeous and everything. <laughs> But I have to say, I'm really jealous of Rupert's red gloves. I just love them. I want them for myself. <laughs> nice, nice uh, that you notice them as well. Yeah, his yeah, because they match his shoes. They were exact same. Burg- they're kind of like a burgundy. Um, yeah, they're beautiful. And burgundy and blue just go so well together. You know, and Rupert's such a clothes horse. He loves clothes himself. So he that always helps when the actor really appreciates the costume. They, you know they use it to help their character, you know, so it just works really well then. So you talked about the dresses being a bodice and a skirt. So were all the dresses for the female actors, these two pieces, or were there any just one piece dresses? They were, I mean, they were all two pieces. So it's, you start with your petticoat, you have petticoat, um, bum pads then your skirt goes on top and then your corset and your bodice and so that the corset and the so that the bodice and the corset don't move 
you basically there you have hooks underneath the uh, bottom of the bodice oh, okay. and, the, and then you have little bars on the top of the skirt all the way around and you just hook them in so everything is Moves kind of cemented well. down exactly and it's kind okay. of cemented in place yeah yeah, because a lot of us were talking like it moves as one piece, but yeah, it also looks as two. And so we were trying to figure out, is it one or two pieces? So, OK, the, the blue dress with the chevrons and everything, I have genuinely stared at the front and the back so many times to kind of go, how does that work? Because it looks like it's all one piece, but then it looks like it's kind of a separate jacket and Honestly, the amount of times where I've just stared and tried to work out how that dress works. You should have rang me, Lindsay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks so amazing. Like I love the silhouette and the fullness of the skirt and everything. And yeah, every time I've I've looked at it, I'm like, how does that go together? It just looks so perfect. I'm also Irish. We we're not great with compliments, so forgive my uh <laughs> but thank you thank you thank you same here not good with compliments <laughs> no <laughs> I don't think I have to ask you if you like the show because I think it's it's quite obvious from the way you talk about it and talk about the cast and the crew and everything but maybe you can tell us what exactly you like about the show yeah again yeah yeah it's I just you know, gorgeous people to work with, which is 90% of it. I love the, as I say, I love this, the story. I love uh, Rachel's wit in her writing. I loved how she dealt with, uh, you know, issues that are still pertinent in our um, current living. And I just think it's, yeah, it's a show that you just want to keep, you want to keep watching and find, you know, I think it has longevity to it that um again you could be set in any period um and it's you know and the chemistry between Eliza and Duke and that comes of course from Kate and Stuart who were just you know they were effortless in their performing and and both so hard working you know Kate's in every other scene and and you know she was just a joy and a trooper and you know, they become kind of part of the crew as well. So it's a real family, you know, for the and intense for the time you're together. So I just think it was just, um, yeah, it was just a wonderful show to to work on and be part of. You recently won an Irish Film and Television Award for, for Gretel and Hansel. That must be an amazing career highlight for you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's 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 lovely to be to to be acknowledged, you know, you, for what you do and especially among your peers so yeah it was Asher I was delighted and it, it you know it was so lovely for you know my family my parents and my siblings and my nephews through the you know my friends they were just I go off to work they don't see me for once for mo once for months um <laughs> you know and it's you know and it's just uh it was just they were all just so delighted so yeah it was it was uh an award ceremony by Zoom, which was very funny. Yeah, so. <laughs> but uh, no, I was I was delighted. It was such a gorgeous film to to be part of. Um, I love design. That all the costumes were designed from scratch. It was like creating a, a new world. So yeah, it was a, another wonderful project to be part of. So I was delighted. So thank you. 
Well, congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank well you. deserved, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have any other projects that are coming up that you'd like to tell us about? So um, I, well, currently it's on Amazon Modern Love. It's um, mm. second series. Um, so we, it's filmed in New York. John Carney, the wonderful John Carney is the director. Uh, he, he directed it and he's the showrunner. So they, they shot three episodes here in December. So I designed them and that's on Amazon at the moment. And then there's a film I um, designed this year and the gorgeous Kathy Belton, who plays Ivy, also stars in it um, with Ava Green and Mark Strong. So it's uh, it's a uh, contemporary and it's called Nocebo. Um, and mm -hmm. it's about a fashion designer who's suffering from a mysterious illness. Um, and it's I won't give anything else away. It's yeah, it's uh, that's going to be. So watch out for that next year. Okay. Yes. Definitely add that yeah, to the diary. Looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it is it a difference if you work for um, for a period drama or a contemporary piece? Like, is it is it the same process or is it completely different? Yeah, it's that, good question. It's a it's a different. Yeah, you bring a different. Contemporary, you know, have there's more choice with contemporary. So that, you know, so and again with contemporary, I look at period costumes for references. So I'm constantly, you know, I look at I'm always, always looking. So it's you get inspired by period shapes for and I like to mix, I like to mix vintage in with contemporary as well. And it's interesting with the with the pandemic, the the challenges that, and we've been so lucky to be able to work, but the challenges faced with contemporary is that where you could hire from costume houses doing a period job, all the shops were closed. So you were having to order online and praying <laughs> that costumes arrived in time. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, there was a lot of candles lit, ladies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but thank, I call them the costume gods. I call them the costume gods were on my side. Yeah, so. They but, listen. Uh, that's good. <laughs> but, you know, it's, and that, you know, and that's why, that's why I do what I do. You know, you just, you like to keep moving and new challenges and um, creating and designing new things. So that's the, that's the beauty of what what I do so so we um always have a few fan questions from our scholars yes um scholars is our Facebook group I think we haven't mentioned them this time <laughs> <laughs> we have we have to mention it a couple of times scholars is fan group on Facebook and you can also find us on Twitter Instagram and we now also have a website Woohoo! <laughs> well done ladies and some of the, the fans send us questions. We told them there was going to be an episode about uh, a podcast episode about costumes. And one of the questions, actually, I want to second that question because I asked this myself. Um, there is a, a German movie, which um, I'm probably the only one uh, who knows this. <laughs> and it's about time travel and the lead uh, travels back in time so she has like a costume designer making 
period uh, costumes for her to fit into whatever year she's traveling to. Um, but she tweaks the costumes like she um, uses modern materials. So not fishbone for um, the, the skirts, but different materials to make them lighter and make them easier to wear. And mm -hmm. um, my question and Wendy's uh, would be, um, did you change anything about the costumes, about the corsets, maybe to make them easier to wear for the actors? Yeah, so the so it wouldn't be fishbone. It would be like a little bars that are really light that are that are sewn in, um, and so so that it fits to the skin, um, and then you know the 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 weight of the now the the blue was was a cashmere fabric that I got, um, you know, and it's. So there would be the the train on on the so it's called a demi train so it's not a full train so it's a, a demi train is when so like it's a short train formed by having like the back of the garment um slightly longer than the other so and you you know that's what Eliza would have had in her blue and then that would probably be have been the longest one um it mightn't be as obvious because you don't see. Mrs. Parker walking a lot, but she would have had a train as well and um, Ivy as well. So they it just depends on each dress. And then the burgundy dress would have had a little bit of a train as well. But for the blue, I just wanted it slightly longer just for with the pockets and the swagger, etc. So there's probably a little bit more fabric in that. So that was probably a little bit weightier than some of the others that she wore, if that if that helps. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, yes it does. Perfect. <laughs> so I think that sort of answers Diana's question because as she said, all of Eliza's uh, dresses appear to have a train, whereas the guest stars, the dresses seem to be kind of regular length. And was there a reason for that? Was it just a different style or to make Kate stand out more? From Well, there from you this? go now. <laughs> Thanks, Diana. Thank you for the question. But yeah, they would. Yeah, that's it. You mightn't see it. That's because Miss Parker, she isn't out moving a lot, but she would have had a train as well. And Ivy. And yeah, you know, most of them would have. But again, you know, there's not just one shape, of course, in that period as well. There's different, some shapes, some dresses would have had more a bustle, which um, and it, it depends on the action as well. And as I say, I, I um, tweaked it to. Eliza is more streamlined, I suppose, is the best way to describe it. So that for all her running and movement and. Yeah, so that's that's rambled on there a bit there, girls, didn't I? <laughs> so be edit editing that part. <laughs> well, you mentioned that the multiple costumes, um, especially with the dresses, have um, duplicates so they can be washed during the days that they're not worn. Um, Rhea has a question that Liza dress hems appeared to dust the street. How are the costumes kept pristine throughout the filming from that kind of wear? Yeah, that's a, it's a, a good question. So what we, uh, in our team, we have um, costume standbys. So I mentioned, um, so Karen was our main costume standby, very experienced um, costume standby. And so their role is they, you know, 
maintain the continuity, make sure they're in the right costume for each scene and um, reset for each take, reset the costume. So if anything, you know, adjust ties, etc. And then, so for example, in a, a period job, Victorian job in the streets, it's called a wet down. So there'd be huge pipes and they'd put water down to, you know, so the light can hit off and all the rest, which can be problematic for the costumes. So it's about collaborating with the props department and the camera department and, you know, if you, the first AD and, and the director to, if it's not seen on camera, not to put it down so that costumes don't get destroyed because we're working to a, a schedule and time as well. So if it's not seen and, it, you know, because each, if you have to reset each time and brush off dirt and muck, it takes time to reset. So when when you finish, so where is possible, they wouldn't put a wet down, or they would they would walk the actor in an area that do, isn't full of you know straw and dirt and and muck. But then in between each take, what you do is they're called crop clips. The sparks use them. The electricians. Mm-hmm. So we use them to pin up the skirt. So you, I think there's a so, behind the scenes picture of Kate with where she's got her <laughs> skirt all pinned up, isn't there? Yeah. There is. And and that's Karen. And I Karen's in the shot with her, I think. Oh, wow. So yeah. So that's um they were great pals. So they the you pin up the skirt. So and my team, you know, when we have all the extras out, you know, when they call cut, they go in and just pin up all the skirts to to just to, to limit you know the amount of you know and that you know and then you just you have your your kit on set with you your your brushes and you know to brush down anything um any dirt etc that uh but you know that it would really it was you know and we were just blessed with the weather as well we didn't have a lot of rain and you know so we you know we shot it during the summer so it wasn't the dirtiest of jobs to be honest so that was good so I hope that answers I hope that answers your question thank you for the questions well this has been fascinating and very informative yeah yes, thank you very much it's yeah. been such good fun yeah Pleasure. thank you, I, thank you. I didn't want to say at the start that I talk a lot too but I think <laughs> I'm just <laughs> no you talked a perfect amount definitely <laughs> Yeah. It, just, yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, you just uh, don't know what's going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I hope, yeah. And, and you, and thank you, ladies. I really, I mean, like you, you know, you know, you set this up out of love and, and it's, it's well done, all three of you. It's, um, thank you very much. And thank, I'm, I'm so glad my work's been appreciated, you know. So thank you. Well, thank you for doing thank something you. that we all love so much and thank you for taking the time to chat to us because it's been amazing yeah pleasure i don't think any fans or most of the fans don't have any idea how much work really goes into and how much thoughts go into creating the costumes and creating um the show in the end so that that's really fascinating to me Mm -hmm. and um i think or i hope (laughs) to others as well i think it's because like for for because most of the fans are not in that kind of industry, we don't know what goes in to creating all the fabulous things that you see on screen. So it's lovely to get this opportunity to talk to you and, and just find out 
just like 19 people working on on kind of clothes and everything just is just like mind-blowing and you just think wow it's, it's incredible so it's it's lovely to to chat to you about it absolute pleasure I mean and that's it you know I mean what we do is to kind of you know to take us out of our our, our day-to-day and create a world so you know you just think you know like just my love of film from just a child what you know it would never I'd never how was that made or how you just it, it, it just happened you know you did think someone was in the television do you know yeah <laughs> do you know so it's you know and of course it's it's a business as well it's a business so you know there's budgets that were dictated to and time and all the rest so you just there's so many elements that go into it and and I suppose our job is to make it to, to suspend that disbelief for people so that they are brought into a world and they can forget about the day to day, you know, so. Um, so, yeah, and it's, you know, and, and if if that's why, you know, it's it's a joy to talk about it. And, you know, because how would you know, you know, why? So, you know, that's that's our job to kind of disguise that to, to a certain point as well. So it's been gorgeous talking to you, ladies. Absolutely. Well, thank, you. thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank I look you. forward to, 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 to not listening to it. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. We understand. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, thank you so much. for listening to the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Scarlet Tears podcast. Music by Kevin McLeod. Incomatech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 4.0, license HTTP colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 4.0 forward slash.